Welcome to the MetaCAF FutureLink podcast, where we explore the latest trends, technologies, and ideas shaping the future of the internet and beyond. Join us as we delve into artificial intelligence, virtual reality, blockchain, and more, with expert guests and insightful discussions. Whether you're a tech enthusiast, a business leader, or simply curious about what's next, this podcast is for you. So please sit back, relax, and let's explore the exciting world of tomorrow. You know, Eric in Miami has been attracting a lot of attention mm -hmm. as a hub for entrepreneurship and innovation. Mm -hmm. First of all, like I want to put this interview your background. Okay. Can you tell us about your personal and like professional background? Like how did you end up in Venture of Miami? Of like Miami and also as a city in Miami. No. Okay. So I came to Miami eight years ago to go to law school. So I started at the University of Miami and halfway through law school, I said, um, I don't want to be an attorney. <laughs> <And> I decided <laughs> to uh, start looking at different options that I could do with my law degree that weren't practicing law. So I started to work in something we call the startup practicum at the University of Miami, where we helped give legal advice to startups. So we would give them advice create legal contracts for them, help them with business formation. So all your basic legal things that you would do at the beginning of starting a startup in, in America. And from that, I got a really good taste of like, oh man, like starting companies is like really, really interesting to me. And I decided like, I want to do more of this, but I want to be on the, the builder side. Mm -hmm. uh, so I decided to join a boot camp. And I said, if I can get a job in tech before the end of the year, it's like my last year of law school, I will go into tech if I can't. I need to get a lawyer job because I don't have any money. So I need to make money and so I can live my life. Yeah, again, um, chicken. Exactly. So I finished the boot camp, found out I passed the bar exam while I was doing the boot camp. So I had options and I decided to start applying to jobs. And it just so happened that a month before my debt, my like fabricated deadline, I was able to get a job at a tech company where I did product design and product management. Uh, the company mm. focused on uh, POS systems for restaurants. And I worked on a back of house system mm. and helped design and kind of guide the direction of the product so that it could be a little bit more user friendly and more streamlined because it was a very, very big system just for, for people who used it because everybody doesn't know how to use software extremely well. So mm -hmm. how can we streamline it to make it a lot easier to, to leverage and use? And I went from that to doing a not-for-profit where I helped do data analysis and led an accelerator or pre-accelerator for Black founders that were going through that program. And then after that, I was like, okay, what I want to do is go into another company and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> and after the pandemic hit, I started doing consulting work because I couldn't find another position at the time. So doing product design here, a little bit of data analysis here. Yeah. And after I, I went through that process, I was getting ready to go into another position. And it just so happened that people in the mayor's office reached out to me and said, hey, you've been shortlisted for this position. I was like, well, what's the position? I said, like, well, the mayor, <laughs> the mayor has been going through uh, this process of helping companies relocate into the city of Miami. And we set up a task force for it, but we're making an official office for it. I said, well, that sounds very interesting. And they said, well, if you'd let us know what your vision is, yeah. of, you know, how the city is, is evolving, yeah. what programs and things you would want to do, we would consider you. So yeah. I sat down at a Starbucks and I explained to you <laughs> like, what, my, what my goal was, what I wanted to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after doing so, they said, well, we really like it. 
And then I didn't hear anything for three months. <laughs> and then after the end of three months, I said, okay, well, maybe it just didn't go through. It didn't work. I get a call and they said, well, the mayor wants to see you in his office next week. I said, oh, that sounds great. Maybe it was just part two because I only had one conversation. So this is part two oh, of the conversation. It takes time in the city. It takes time. <laughs> We're trying to fix that. <laughs> so after that time, it went from, I, I got to city hall and I'm preparing mentally. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I step in there. And uh, the guy who introduced me, he said, hey, mayor, we're here to talk about whether you know oh. Eric is a good fit for the job. And the mayor said, we don't need to talk about anything. Eric's the right fit. He got it. And that was it. And I got the job. Oh. And so after that, I, I spoke to the uh, city manager and we made it official. Uh -huh. And, you know, I was appointed into executive director for this office now, which is Venture Miami. It's amazing. Um, and so, you know, Venture Miami has been changing and evolving, you know, since my first day, uh -huh. uh, even before my first day. Yeah, I can imagine. It. And, you know, it's been an honor to to help lead this this team that we're, you know, building out right now, where we're able to start to say, not only how do we help companies relocate, but yeah. how do we help local talent find positions better? And how do we help make sure that uh, startups are actually mm -hmm. growing in a way that can be streamlined so that they can find the resources they need to to scale up to your series a and, and beyond yes. so yeah i'm uh, really happy to be a part of this initiative yeah i can see um if you don't mind may i ask uh, how old are you i'm 31. 31 is yeah it? so i started my role on 29 yeah. <laughs> yeah. you just turned 31. i just turned 31 in april yeah this month happy yeah. birthday <laughs> <laughs> thank you and yeah and i can see like actually you're coming from the kitchen you cooked before yeah and now you are helping to other founders how they cook yeah yeah it's it's 100%. like i love that kind of story because is you know how can you cook yeah like I, I like people who know how to cook <laughs> right so i mean even you know borhan is an amazing example of that because i wanted to go with someone who i felt had what we always say is like entrepreneurial spirit but mm -hmm. in reality that's just somebody who's a go-getter right they don't take no for an answer they constantly are pushing themselves to figure out mm -hmm. solutions to hard problems and he embodies that and a lot of people on our team embody that and that's not something you see in government all the time so i was really yeah. you know, thankful to yeah. be able to put together a team of, of people that were entrepreneur alike mm -hmm. to be able to continually come up with new innovative ways to to solve yeah. problems for the city exactly i was just with one of my friends from san francisco yeah. recently and i told him like yeah i'm gonna go to like to miami tech and like venture of miami like they are doing this great and like i mentioned like burhan and you and like he told me he's also entrepreneurial like he's living in maybe 10 years 11 years in san francisco and he told me like yeah it's like their mayor <laughs> i didn't mention about uh, suarez and People me like, like, yeah, their mayor is like, he's really doing great because it's like, <laughs> it's a sense mayor has to do that actually. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's Silicon Valley is like yeah. in the hub of entrepreneurs. Like it's, it's that kind of comment. It's like, I think is like the top comment of the mayor of Miami or like it's, he's trying to help the startup ecosystem. Yeah. And I want to ask also, Venture Miami covering all the Florida area or like what is your like your scope? Re scope? Yeah. yeah, region scope. So so, so our, our geographic scope or what we cover 
is Miami proper, right? That's about half a million people um, in the city within the city of Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we sit within Miami-Dade County, which is about 3 million people. So for practical purposes, anybody that lives within the city of Miami, that those half a million people, that's who we serve and, and cover. For the purpose of like how we think about business and we think about economic growth, we think about it in terms of South Florida. So yes. for our direct services that we have, it is to the citizens that, that half a million, but to how we think about resources and how we think about collaboration and how we think about growing this tech ecosystem, mm-hmm. it's all a South Florida. Yeah, okay. and the effect of what we are, we yeah. are doing for city of Miami, but it affects South Florida, all okay. South Florida. Yeah, okay. because awesome. if, we, if we come up with really interesting concepts, ideas, frameworks, those are things that we pass along to our partners yeah. and our collaborators. We were literally just having conversations with some of the other municipalities, the county, even Enterprise Florida mm-hmm. on things that we and which is the the state economic development office about, you know, what we can do to collaborate better. The things that we do here, they kind of echo across, you know, different parts of mm-hmm. South Florida and even Florida itself. So we want to we're, we're the economic engine of, of Florida. We want to continue to push that forward and, and show what we could do that would hopefully positively affect other local economies throughout Florida. Are you struggling to get the media attention your business deserves? Do you want to boost your brand awareness and establish yourself as an industry leader? We are providing not a press release publishing in the blind link, but an actual article on top tier media. With our team of experienced PR professionals and journalists, we'll help you craft compelling stories and pitch them to top tier media outlets. From Forbes to TechCrunch and Bloomberg US, VentureBeat and Yahoo Finance, we'll work tirelessly to get your business the coverage it deserves. Let Pyrrhix.co help you take your business to the next level with our top-tier media coverage service. Visit our website today to learn more and schedule a free consultation. So I want to learn and I want to mention what initiatives has the city taken to support to like growth of the startup ecosystem? Mm-hmm. Like how does Venture Miami fit into this ecosystem? Like what are your unique initiatives. Yeah. So the first and foremost is how the mayor has prioritized education and talent mm-hmm. both together. We, we started a scholarship fund in order to help streamline STEM students who uh, wanted to go to the one of the four universities mm-hmm. locally here and essentially help them go to college for debt free. That is over time going to help build a base of students who practice not only technology, but other sciences and medicine in a way that we haven't been able to do before Mm -hmm. because of some financial constraints or financial barriers to being able to do that, which also lends itself into some of the programs that we're about to start doing more so with talent. So right now we do a hiring fair um, and our hiring fair uh, gets about a little over a thousand people each time we've done it. We're coming up on our fourth one. That's going to happen next week. If you want to go, go Uh, definitely. And what we found out from that is one, we need to do a lot better job of understanding who is coming to these fairs and what their success actually is, which at the end of the day, success is getting a job in technology. And then after that, um, how do we help to streamline that process so that it's not just once or twice a year where they have the opportunity to get in front of these companies, but they can get in front of these companies consistently mm-hmm. um, throughout the year. 
So we're looking into options and, and how we can do that now. One method is to help, you know, specific types of uh, job seekers, like if you are an analyst or if you're a developer, go in front of companies that are specifically looking for analysts and developer jobs. Uh, we want to streamline that process for them mm-hmm. and for those companies a lot more because that's a huge pain point that yeah. people have come to us to say, this is something that we need to fix if we're going to continue to have hundreds of companies come into the city of Miami. Where's the work gonna, workers going to come from? And they, and they come from us locally, but we have to make a better job, do a better job of connecting them. And then the other part is, you know, before this huge amount of growth that's happened over the last two, three years, uh-huh. people are always saying, there's no capital in Miami. There's there's no access to capital. Like, how do we get capital? We have to go to California. We have to go to New York to get capital, Chicago to get capital. And that's not true anymore, right? The next thing as we continue to grow is that, okay, the capital is here, but how do people know where to go and when to go to them, right? So we're doing a better job of understanding, like, what investors are investing in what in Miami. And how they're investing in Miami so that we can not only help them find founders that they're looking for better, but then also help founders, you know, know who to go to. Because if you're going to, if you have a, um, a prop tech company or fintech company and that investor only invests in health tech companies, you know, you can talk to them. It's great. You can learn a lot from them, yeah. but they're probably not going to invest in you because that's not been their track record of mm-hmm. investing in. So what, what a lot of these things speak to is an information gap mm-hmm. that exists in our ecosystem because we're an emerging ecosystem. Yeah. So where normally people would just know where to go or know how to navigate the ecosystem, they don't know that here yet because things are still evolving and growing and changing on a month by month or quarter by quarter basis. So we want to help streamline and standardize that process for both the talent and the entrepreneur side. Perfect. So if you'll be able to share like some highlighted numbers about the capitals Mm -hmm. or this recruiting the process, it will be great. Yeah. So uh, don't check me on this. I'll, I'll say that I'll say the overarching ones and I'll let Borhan dig because yeah. he knows. So I know um, in, in 2021, it was about around 4.6 billion in, in VC investment that, that happened, which then grew to uh, 5.8 last year in 2022. Majority in both of those periods of time was fintech investments. Mm-hmm. Um, predominantly last year is about 41% were fintech investments. So you're having this huge amount of focus on uh, fintech as a vehicle for investment in Miami. And fast following that, you have health tech as another segment that has taken up a large amount of investment in Miami. So a question starts to come up is, you know, what are the new emerging industries that are starting to, to flourish in Miami? And, you know, where is, you know, the, the investment kind of follow, you know, four or five years from now yeah. um, in that perspective. But this one is. Yeah. After fintech, as Eric said, health tech and ed tech is following also like B2B enterprises following that mm-hmm. industry. We have emerging spaces like prop tech right now is a hot market as well in Miami and in mm-hmm. all United States. Any AI related thing is hype right now. Mm-hmm. But like within all of this, like in addition to all of this, Miami is the fastest growing tech hub in all United States. Right. You can see, just yeah. Just like Eric said, it's like back to back three years in a row. It's a high record number mm-hmm. of deals and record mm-hmm. number of total capital raise. 100%. So you can say more, but <laughs> I think that goes in terms of capital, this is enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah, attractive numbers. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's good to know. It's and also good to like mention about it. 
Yeah, you already like how it has evolved over the past few years. And this month is Miami Typhoon, yeah. right? And yeah, can you just tell us more about these initiatives and what events or activities are planned with Venture Miami? For sure. Yeah. You know, Venture Miami operates as... You know, as we are representative of the city through our, through our office as, you know, a core partner with a lot of different organizations throughout. So our main initiatives that we do during the month are the talent summit and hiring fair that we're doing later uh, next, that we're doing next week. Mm -hmm. Um, but we participate just about in every single other major conference and or uh, mm -hmm. event that happens throughout the month. So. Earlier, before in early March, um, it was NFT week and we partnered with that in order to, to not only to, to speak on how the NFT ecosystem is evolving, but, mm -hmm. you know, how does it change given, you know, current mark regulatory and, and market yeah. conditions? Then, you know, AWS mm -hmm. um, had their startup day and we participated in that. Uh, and we're looking to see how AWS can continue to do more in our ecosystem to support, mm -hmm. uh, diverse founders through their impact accelerator. Then, you know, I think that was an off week that week. And then we're moving into Emerge now, where we have founders who have participated in our opportunity program, participating in one of the largest prizes that we host in Florida through the Emerge pitch competition that's happening oh. this, this week, uh, as well as it's $420,000. Yeah. So it's quite a bit. It's significant. Yeah. It's significant, <laughs> it's significant, yeah. uh, inve yeah. uh, investment and it's in this, uh, it's non, non, uh, equity. So that's, that's pretty, uh, pretty significant for a founder who's it's like Jack starting as it is a jackpot. Seriously. <laughs> Cause you can do a lot with that uh, at, at Al said and you end up saving a lot of equity from, yeah. from being invested in, in your initial seed round if that's what you were yeah. looking to do. So there's that part. And then we'll be supporting the community partners next week during the Miami Tech Week of the conference that that's going to happen. So there's Miami Hack Week and mm -hmm. Trip Society and a couple other organizations that we partner with throughout the year who are going to be doing activations next week. So lots of, yeah. you know, engagements and, and what we want to do as we continue to move forward is support those core community organizations that are doing great work and build collaboration in areas where we're facilitators, right? Mm -hmm. like, yeah. We don't educate, but we facilitate education exactly. through the scholarship mm -hmm. fund. We, we oh. don't give money to investors, uh, mm -hmm. to uh, founders, but we facilitate connections so that deal making can, can happen in a, in a fair and honest way. And we make sure that people have the information to be able to do more in the ecosystem. So we're all about facilitation and making sure that we can continue to grow this ecosystem in the best way that we can and be conscious of it growing in a way that, that speaks to the diversity that exists within. Like, yeah, exactly. It has to be like a meaningful accelerator. Of course. And like the meaningful and not like more than perks, like meaningful networking, enable, exactly. enable networks, super important. And also, I want to ask you, like, um, like about, like you mentioned, like AI and like, the Web3 initiatives also, and also like future of work, mm -hmm. like about the talent. It's so important to yeah. like get reach out the talents. It's like, how do you like believe AI uh, technologies developments will continue to evolve, yeah. transform the way <laughs> we like live mm -hmm. and work and what opportunities and challenge do you see on the horizon for 
entrepreneurs and innovators and for you also yeah. in this space. <laughs> uh, me and Borhan were just having this conversation yes, last I week. I didn't know this one coming, but you didn't he told about this <laughs> Yeah, I didn't understand this question, just I, I made up right now. <laughs> no, no, it's a good question. Um, yes. it's, a, it's a great question. So I think first, you know, I want to say that we leverage AI currently in our mm-hmm. team and how we operate. Mm-hmm. We're only a team of six and for our team members who do a lot of either content generation and or, you know, documentation in terms of proposals and things that go out. We have, I don't want to put percentages to it, but I would say I would be surprised if we hadn't cut down or improved productivity by like 20 or 30%, just just based off of how we operate now, right? And that has given us more time to be able to focus on how we do what we do and, and why we do what we do as an office. So there's real benefits to leaning into AI as much as possible to better understand it and leverage it. And I can promise you that the work that we're doing with the databases that we're building will leverage AI as we move forward. Then, you know, first and foremost, we need to build them out. And as they're being built out right now, our number one concern is, you know, between Florhan and myself is to figure out how can we leverage AI to better make those connections as people are going into them. Yes, we could do basic filtering and say, here's the set, but how can people start to question the data to, to find what they need, even if they don't know exactly what exists within the data set? And AI provides an opportunity to be able to do that. But then moving forward, you know, speaking more broadly outside of the team itself, AI, you know, is a double-edged sword, right? So there, there's one component part of it where it opens up a new doorway into all these different methods, not only being able to leverage technology in a way that people weren't able to do before, mm-hmm. but then also give people easier entry point into technology than they were able to have before. That is going to be hugely impactful, especially amongst more technical and knowledge-based jobs like what we have yeah. as we operate and work. But then the other side of that is, is that people who don't engage with AI, that's, that's going to be challenging for them, mm-hmm. right? So if you're entering into the workforce now and you say, you know, I don't need to know AI, that's going to be a very <laughs> difficult uh, yeah. path uh, and journey for you uh, as you as you move along, regardless if you do things in content or, or data or analysis or development. Like, I, I can't tell you how yeah. I develop regularly with, with Borhan on the stuff that we're working on. And I can't tell you how often I have had to reset and say, have I asked this question to ChatGPT yet? <laughs> and, and I do that and I'm like, okay, you know, where I thought about what mm-hmm. the overall project needed to be, mm-hmm. you know, leveraging use that cut my time down. So that really, those small little things add up to a lot and that may make the decision difference between you getting hired and you not getting hired. So yeah. that has to be a part of the the process. And then the one law overarching larger concern is for the people who aren't well positioned to be able to learn it or mm-hmm. aren't technical at all. Yeah. But their their industries are going to be affected by it. You know, what do we do for, for those individuals? And and what pathways are we creating for them to be able to leverage this technology better so that mm-hmm. they aren't blocked out or or prevented from continuing to do work and, mm-hmm. and be paid effectively for yeah. the work that they're doing. So like speaking of the team, we leverage AI a lot. Mm-hmm. And we Eric and me both love 
automation and AI tutoring. So we, we use AI to automate things and like yeah. use tools to automate what we are doing. So it increased the team's productivity, like at least 30%, nothing less, maybe more, I think. Uh, but speaking of like more broader scope, I think it's going to replace a lot of jobs. Yeah. But it will also create a lot of new roles too. Yes. Just like I agree. We saw, now we are seeing job positions like prompt engineer, yeah. like AI coach, or like mid-journey AI artist. And yeah. also it's been creating new roles for sure. So as a human, we are evolving every day. Mm. And like AI will replace first the white collar jobs. Like we are doing like knowledge-based jobs, but we are more tend to be adaptive mm-hmm. than other industries. So I think you're going to be good, but uh, it's going to be hard for the entry job level positions. Mm-hmm. But, it, but since it, it evolved, now it's easy to learn more things. Like AI can be your personal coach yeah. to learn new things. So... I hope it's going to increase productivity plus the ability of what we can yeah. be capable of. We, do. we have a tool right now and we can upgrade our intelligence. It's amazing, actually. Like, it's not about, like, include your productivity, like, make it easier your life and your tasks, like, everything. But if you, like, put your, like, experience, past experience and you know, personalized mm-hmm. comments, everything. It's huge actually. It's like mm-hmm. huge power. It's really strong power. Exactly. I Venture Miami works like a startup too. Like mm-hmm. we have a lot of hats, like different has different roles in the team. Nobody doing only one thing. thing. We do a lot so of <laughs> definitely <laughs> we have like another teammate helping us. Uh-huh. And yeah. The name of that team exactly is like yeah AI, AI. yeah <laughs> maybe it's like I don't know different departments <laughs> and just yeah. but the, just AI working there <laughs> are working that there can be the future yeah yeah you can put name like it's make a name for them yeah. it's like something and it's growing like, in Miami too like mm-hmm. now we now next week we have AI day we are planning to organize mm-hmm. AI industry day in uh-huh. upcoming months. Two days ago, we opened AI, AI center, center at MDC. Yep. Yeah, Last I week, saw there it. was like AI hackathon. So yeah, it's huge in Miami too. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. it's about like the Turkish entrepreneurships and entrepreneurs. How is your experience also? Is about maybe with Burhan? Is how do you like know about Turkey and Turkish? Just like a personal question. Uh-huh. Also. What kind of opportunities for Turkish entrepreneur entrepreneurs in Miami? I think I can also. answer the, I, the first one, and then I think you can answer the second part. But I will say, if, if, if Borhan is a representation of Turkey, you you guys are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, because um, he, I, I have just like we agree. This is the part you say nice things. <laughs> <laughs> this is we we curious about everything. <laughs> yeah, no, but I I, I think that um. You know, there, there hasn't, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of people before mm-hmm. and I haven't had too many people that not only 
do a really good job of, of bringing ideas to the table, but then also, you know, following up on those ideas and working really hard on, on seeing if they would actually work mm-hmm. and do mm-hmm. them, right? There's, you know, one side or the other. And Borhan has been a, a really good representation of somebody who, who does both, right? And I, I try to see that in myself and mm-hmm. do that myself. And I can tell you that he matches me in that exact same respect. And I appreciate having him uh, on the team. And if you all are like this in Turkey, then I'm probably going to have more people from Turkey <laughs> on my team, right? Because uh, you guys are, are, are he, he, he has done an amazing job in, in, in representing. And to say one part to the second, he is consistently making sure that um, people who are from Turkey that come to Miami actually are engaging with us and, and speaking with us. Mm-hmm. And that is always the starting point of creating opportunities for groups of people who are new to town. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you that there's many times where people say, I've been, you know, doing things for about a year. And I'm like, well, who have you been talking to? It's like <laughs> one person. I'm like, well, that's not good enough. You know, we're, we're a community where if you do, if you go to the right places at the right time, mm-hmm. everything opens up for you. But you have to know when the where the place is and what the right time is, right? Where the resources are. We really pride ourselves as an office Mm -hmm. of being a really good funnel into those times and places that can open up doors for for people. Facilit like I I cannot stress enough. Facilitation is the number one thing that we do really good at, and connection is is that facilitation. So we connect as much as we can, Uh, and I want to stress that. Borhan has done a really good job of saying like, hey, like Turkish founder, like, let's have this conversation. We we only are having this conversation because he's very adamant on us having this conversation. And mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to always have a conversation like this because I want people to know what Miami has to offer and what opportunities are here. Mm-hmm. And we do that really well when we have these conversations. That's cool. I'm I, holding my tears. <laughs> we also I also have to we, we also have to go to to I think you thing too. Yeah, yeah. To it's it, it's done. Um really, thank you. Thank of you course. so much.